Our uh, text this morning is the, the gospel reading in Matthew 16. I'm going to take you back to verse 18 for just a second. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This is our text. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I would imagine you have noticed living in this world like you do, especially most of us for a pretty long time, that you have seen uncertainty everywhere. It's like it's hard to, to nail down what's important or whatever. And why is that, you suppose? Well, it's hard to say. Human beings are a little screwy that way, but uh, truth is hard to lay hands on sometimes. And everything else is, well, everything that isn't truth, whatever that happens to be, seems to be all full of holes and a, a pretty lousy place to stand. And uh, you'd have to understand also that uncertainty and lack of truth leads to shame and loss. It just seems to be the way life works. Uh, Jesus speaks soon, uh, well, or in this, in this particular moment, at this particular time with his disciples to show them about truth. He's showing them where truth comes from. Uh, when he asks who people say the Son of Man is, which is a pretty complicated question because the Son of Man is him, but everybody's not aware of that. But, uh, you know, uh, the, the people being confused about the truth of such things say, first of all, uh, or I guess it's the, these disciples, they answer him back that some say it's John the Baptist, which is a little weird because Jesus and John the Baptist stood in the same place on a few occasions. Uh, and John the Baptist by this time is dead. So it's not very likely that Jesus is John the Baptist. Uh, some say Elijah, who's a, an Old Testament prophet. He's been dead for centuries. Uh, Jesus said that John the Baptist was, had come in the spirit of Elijah, like the Old Testament had promised. But Elijah is dead, and John is also dead, so it doesn't seem likely that Jesus is that. And some say that it could have been one of the prophets. They named Jeremiah as one of the possibilities. Again, there hasn't been a prophet except for John the Baptist for more than 400 years. So that seems unlikely. They're all dead too. Strange and useless answers for a pretty simple question. Uh, superstitious even, the way they answer this. But that's from the world from human beings who really don't know truth very well, as you are very well aware. So then he asks them, who do you say I am? Uh, Peter comes with what God the Father revealed to him. He probably wasn't aware of it until Jesus told him this was the case. But he says he's the Christ, the son of the living God, which is exactly who he is. But that's a pretty big deal because the rest of the world doesn't get it. Uh, Peter's given that answer, though, that he got from the Heavenly Father. Truth comes from heaven. Nothing can oppose that because it comes from heaven. 
It comes from God himself. Nothing can undermine it, not ever. So what the world says about Jesus is varied like that. It's just kind of all over the place. Uh, and every other aspect of any potential truth is uh, bent <laughs> because people want to say what they think they want it to mean. Uh, and often truth is bent so bad that it's hard to recognize at all. Um, you hear the Bible say that there would come a time where people would say good is evil and evil is good. Well, I think we're there because that's been all over the place. Godliness has become intolerable. Nobody wants anything to do with that. Sinful behavior has become stylish and it has to be accepted, which is just silly. And you have to ask important questions because, you know, uh, if, if you can't answer them, if you can't get these questions, it, it, well, everything's going to be a mess. And you can start with who is Jesus. I mean, we heard the answer from heaven there. But there are other ones that are answered all kinds of messed up biblical questions, like is Mary really a virgin? Uh, that seems unlikely, I suppose, in the world. Did God actually create the universe? That one is debated hotly all over the place. Uh, was Jonah actually swallowed by a big fish? Nobody likes that one either. The miracles that are performed all over scripture, are they real? See, uh, I, I know that there's a lot of debate about that. But if, if you're not sure about what the Bible says... Uh, if, if you're not sure that, that what it says is right, uh, then what about your salvation? See, that you're sifting through what's in Scripture and saying, yeah, I think this is right, but I don't think this is right. Well, how do you know about your salvation then? If it's one of the right ones or the wrong ones, just because if it's just your opinion that you're going on, that's not going to work real good because you're undermining yourself because the truth comes from heaven. But if it becomes sketchy with everything else that you've heard, then it's a problem because there's nowhere to stand, no truth to know. And things haven't changed much since Jesus' time even. The, the world still can't come up with who Jesus is. You get every kind of answer imaginable, including he didn't, didn't exist at all. Although the history books know that he was here. But if, if nobody knows who Jesus is, then, uh, I mean, if Peter didn't hear from God, Peter would still only be Simon Bar-Jonah, which is what Jesus called him before he changed his name to Peter. Uh, but that's who he'd be to us. Peter would still be this guy who's nobody uh, that, uh, if the Heavenly Father hadn't revealed his son to him. He'd still be only a myth, a human construct of various strange things. Or if a person t turns to a, a religious approach about him, at least uh, you, you might suppose he's a prophet, like the Muslims say Jesus is a prophet, or these people that were around Peter at the time. Some other people might say he's a, a rehash of a, a familiar face or a hero, or a moralist, 
or who knows what else. The list is long, but it isn't getting shorter because people don't know what truth is. Of course, if you were stuck with one of those variations on a theme, you'd still be in your sin. There would be no hope. Uh, you'd be left without any kind of hope for eternity because the only hope you have is Christ, the son of the living God in Jesus. And you'd still be worried about the wrath of, of the creator judge because you're responsible to him. But that's all very different for you now. It's changed. Whether you came to believe the truth of inspired word that somebody spoke to you from scripture or you read for yourself or, or when you were baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, whichever way it is you came to faith, you have Jesus. You have the Christ. You have the Son of the living God. That's the truth for you. Revealed to you by your heavenly Father, by the Holy Spirit, so that you could believe such things. Because the world doesn't like it. It doesn't believe it. But you do. You're not what you were. Christ is still building his church. Started with Peter, but it wasn't so much Peter being the rock. It was more like Peter exhibiting the rock that Christ is, the faith of truth, the faith that Jesus is Christ, the son of the living God, came out of his mouth. On that confession is what the church is built on on the authority that Jesus granted him that day to forgive sins in his name. You have been built into this same church. That rock that Christ is, that rock that lived in Peter is still here and still in you. Others are being built into this church on your expressions of faith, in your words and in your deeds, in your confession, exactly like Peter's from the same source, from the same truth, with the same salvation, the one and only Christ Jesus, son of the living God, and his cross, his resurrection for eternal promise. Nothing has changed. The world wanders around and wonders about the truth, but you know Christ crucified. You know your sins are forgiven. You know that you have been promised eternal life and nothing, not even hell itself, can prevail against that simple truth. Nothing can overcome Christ in you. Nothing can change that rock because that rock is from heaven itself. I always find it a little confusing because sometimes in scripture, you all are called what Jesus himself is. And it always feels a little weird. Uh, I'll give you an example. Jesus says, you're the light of the world. When John, the apostle, just a little bit before that said, Jesus is the light of the world. Well, you're the light of the world because Jesus is the light of the world and he's in you. Says the same thing about the salt of the earth. And here on this, he says, you are the rock. You are the truth. These things are Jesus, but they're in you. They are with you. 
They've been established in you by faith, by the work of the Spirit that holds you in that faith. The confession of faith is real and true, and it's inspired in you, from your mouth, and in your deeds by God himself. Because whether it's light or salt or rock, that is Christ living in you. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.